Today is a day that is unlike any other day in the year of New Life Church. Today is the day that if you're new to this church, it is unique and it is a special day. I am excited that this is our fourth annual miracle offering. Now, the church has been around for 10 years. Uh, We started on Easter in 2011, and uh, since then, God has grown and has expanded, and we've done some neat things, and we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but let me remind you that this fourth annual miracle offering is not about the By design, New Life does not take special offerings during the year. We do not do tithes and offerings and then a special offering here and a special offering there. We just don't do that. We do one special offering per year, and that's today. It's Miracle Offering Sunday. And I want to say from the get-go, from the very beginning, this is not about the money. This is about building the kingdom of God. And most of you are, I'm in great relationship with, we've, we've known each other for quite a while, but I want to encourage you and motivate you as you planned and you sought God and prepared for this day, I think that God is going to do something powerful as we make sac- sacrificial gifts because our goal is to take the kingdom of God further and faster than we ever thought possible when we collaborate together. Somebody say amen. Praise the Lord. Let me show you a couple of things up here. Um, good, I, I got a pink one. We, we, you know, no, that's all right. Pink, pink's, pink's good. It makes me feel kind of, all right. Well, thank you. It's, uh, you sure David didn't do that? <laughs> okay, so I've got, I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit about New Life Church. Can you all see that just fine? All right, good. So the pink doesn't show up, just tell me, and we'll, we'll make sure we get a different color. Um, and uh, you can see it just fine on the, on the cameras. By the way, welcome to our online folks. We're so glad you're here. Uh, if you are if you're watching today live, give us a shout out online. We're delighted that you're with us and we are praying for you and we're so grateful for you as you gather together today, but also gather together on, on Wednesday for our online campus, campus meeting. In New Life Church, let's just remind each other what we're talking about. First of all, you guys are right here in our, our Lathrop campus that we have. And then of course, we just talked about over here, we have our River Islands campus, which River Islands is a brand new campus that started this, pa- oh good, look at you, God bless you, I just just felt so feminine, and I appreciate. No, I don't want to keep that one. Get that one forward. But get thee behind me, pink marker. Yes. And so we have our River Islands campus uh, that we just started this year, which would not have been possible. Dozens of people are meeting together lakeside at the park, um, and we've already been kicked out of one place, and we've been relocated. Um, and we're we're trusting that the Lord is going to help us. But guess what's happened in the course of this last year? We have developed a core, a community of people that have learned to follow Jesus Christ, that are going on the mission with us, but we've gotten the attention of the community, the community leaders. By design, River Islands, which is 11,000 homes, you understand the whole makeup of it, it's going to be the city center of Lathrop is going to be there. How often in the United States do you get to be a part of a community that a new city center is being developed? Usually things have been there, for, for it's been established for quite a while. And so this community has by design um, does not, not allow a single plot of ground for a church. Not one. Not one. They don't want a church in the River Islands community. And we've approached them many times in the past and spoken with them, and it's, it's just not part of our design. And it's like a closed conversation. That's it. We don't want to talk about it. Well, now that we have got a, an influence in the community, people are coming and meeting in the park, we've got some attention now. So now I'm talking to the community development director of River Islands, and they're like, well, maybe we should consider this. Maybe this is something that we should, we should consider allowing uh, to happen. Because, of course, we don't want to be outdoors all the time. We would like to have a facility that would be there. And for the first 
first time in 10 years of all this planning and conversations and talking, um, knowing that we wanted to have a presence in River Islands, guess what? They're talking to us now, and I have, I, I have I've selected a location that I would like to have, and I'm asking that you would partner with us as we pray that the Lord would open up this door for us. I believe that we're going to get, it's going to be a few years, because they're not going to turn any dirt until they get a, a certain benchmarks met, but when they do, I want to have our stamp of approval already upon a location that's right up front, right on River Islands Parkway, right next to the baseball stadium, right there where the, where the, um, where the soccer fields currently are is where the city center is going to go. I'm telling you, I want to be right there. I want to be right in the presence, right in the middle of it all. Why? Because we want to go faster and further. How, what is that all about? There's no other church right now in River Islands. So we're going to go where nobody else is at. And I, we already know that we have a campus right here in Modesto. And of course, that was, a, that was our first campus that we took earlier this year. On Super Bowl Sunday, we launched it. We did a lot of pre-work prior to that. But this was a church that was in existence for 40 plus years. That was a church that by all, all proper accounts, and as I spoke with the membership last night, they were going to close. Um, and so us coming in and saying, we're going to do something, not just to help them um, revive vitalized so that they can just make it so that we can influence and impact people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And so we went in there. You went in there. Whether you've ever been there or not, you went in there with us. How? Because of your miracle offering that you gave last year, we were able to do something that was unexpected this year. It was a powerful opportunity and God is doing. And you know, at that campus, we also have right now meeting is our Spanish campus that meets there because there's a high density population of Spanish folks that, that live there, people that Spanish is their first language. Um, we also have a recovery church that meets there. We also have a, a Filipino church that, that meets there. That's not, it's going to be a PH. I was thinking Philippians. You know it. It's an F. So you know what I'm talking about. So a Filipino church that meets there. It's a powerful outreach that we have going there. And it's not an area that you would typically think that we're going to start a church. But God has called us to go where nobody else is going and to do maybe what nobody else wants to do. And so we're going to rescue and we're going to do all that we can. In addition to this, many of you know that our Stockton, uh, our Stockton campus, because of, because of COVID, we have had to uh, stop it because the city won't allow the groups to come back in again. Uh, but we were at the Van Busker Community Center for several years. Many of those folks uh, that were attending that campus have still stayed connected with New Life in one form or one campus or another. And for that, we're super, super grateful. But we still want and we still are strategizing how we can help right there in the middle of the projects in South Stockton, right there. We want to serve and we want to help. We want to be part of the solution. We want to change the trajectory for generations. We want to be there, make a difference. We want to make an impact. Can somebody, somebody say amen? At your campus here in Lake this year, at this campus that you guys are currently at, this year, we've had the opportunity to add a Kitty College. Kitty College is for uh, two years old up to preschool, up to pre-kindergarten. Uh, Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, they come here from nine to noon, and we've got a staff of people that are dedicated to serving these kids, teaching them the Bible, uh, playing with them, doing learning centers with them, all kinds of things. That wouldn't be possible if we were able to resource something like that because of you. We relaunched Christian Black Belt Academy. It's now growing bigger than it had been in the previous several years. We're so grateful for the influence and the impact of that ministry. Many of your families in one way or another have been touched by that ministry uh, that we do here. And there's so many people that come from the community, many of which are far from God, that we get to rub elbows with and talk to and encourage. And they're gonna have a crisis. 
They're going to have something happen in their lives, and we get to be there to help them help them work through and get through those, those difficult periods in their lives. And for that, we're super, super grateful. All of these things are, are funded by our, uh, very much so, by our miracle offering. This campus wouldn't exist today. We wouldn't have been able to do this last year. I'm pleased to announce to you that our next campus that we are opening up is our Manteca campus. Uh, the Man- Manteca campus will open up on Easter 2022. Somebody say amen. Yes, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal that we're moving into Manteca. Why would we want to go into an area that has a lot of churches? We're not looking for areas that have a lot of churches. We're looking for areas that don't have a lot of churches. The reason that this was so attractive to me when we looked at the demographics of Modesto is there's no other churches really over there. It's very, very, very few churches on that part. Most of the churches want to go to the east side of the 99. And so in Manteca, here's the deal. The city is gravitating south. If you live in Ripon or if you're from the Ripon area, it's not going to be very long before Ripon and Manteca are pretty much going to be connected together like Lathrop and Manteca are. The valley is growing. The, the, the population is coming. People are coming from the Bay Area. People are relocating. And so we want to have a church for them south of the 120. In the, in the, along the corridor, south of the 120, in the area, the wide area we're talking about, there's not a single church that meets there. Not, not one. All the churches are north of the, of the 120 or way far to the, out to the east. And so we want to have a church there. So we have secured a place. We're pleased to announce that beginning on Easter Sunday, we'll have a campus meeting at the AMC Theater um, next to Bass Pro Shops that we'll be meeting there with full nursery and full children's ministries every Sunday morning. And we're so excited about it. Isn't that good news, guys? We're going to be meeting. We're going to be doing some things. All those houses, all those apartments, all those people coming in, we'll give them an invitation and we'll encourage them to join us on the mission with Jesus. That would not be possible if it wasn't for your faithful support, for, for, for your giving to this miracle offering. I mean, this is, a, this is a big deal. Carlos and Veronica, our Spanish pastors, are currently at their gathering, started at 11 o'clock, and they're taking their very first miracle offering right now as well. And so we're gonna share with you in just a few moments how, how that goes at their campus. I didn't even mention to you our online presence. I don't know if you are aware of this, but we have 1,700 plus people that have asked to be a part. In other words, they've, they've requested, they've been vetted, they signed up, and they're a part of the New Life Church on online group. That's a big deal. It, it's, it's, like, it's not like they just ran across us on Facebook and we counted them. They requested to be a part of, of what we're doing online. And that's a powerful thing that we had this mechanism and tool in place uh, prior to COVID, but we really amped it up during COVID. And I know there's a lot of churches doing a lot of great things. We're not in competition, but if we can do this for even one, it's worth it. I was thinking about this online movement that that takes place, and how many of y'all know COVID has shifted culture? Hey, you're like, how's it shifted culture? So many ways. You can't, you're not grocery shopping the same way you used to shop. You never will grocery shop the same way you used to shop in most, for most people. Because you order it um, and you go pick it up or you have it delivered or it's ready when you get there and those parking spaces you pull into and those beautiful magic people that come out and put it in your trunk for you. And I love that. It just saves so much time. Part of me kind of feels like that it saves time for our families, but it gives us less face-to-face time with people to be able to have conversations with people that I think are highly valuable as well. So Keep that in mind as, as, as culture is trying to shift. But one of the ways that culture has shifted society is many of my peers and colleagues in ministry, and I talk to a lot of pastors, is, is the average church attendance has dropped by about 30% toward the end of this COVID season. 
And I realize we're not out of the, the dangers, I suppose, yet. But um, the, So there's a lot of fear, a lot of concern that is still there, and I'm not devaluing that at all. But about 30% of the people that were faithful attenders prior will not be returning to church. And some of that is because we've gotten accustomed to being comfortable at home watching the, the gathering. And I'm in no way saying that's a negative, a bad thing. The bad thing that I associate with that is the biggest as- one of the biggest aspects of coming together, of gathering together, is that relationship that takes place, the connectivity that we have, the iron sharpens iron, right? The, um, the way that you can encourage, just by your presence, encourages somebody here. When I look out, I see somebody that maybe wasn't here last week, I'm like, man, I'm so encouraged just by you being here. But your conversations, your laughter, your praise, your worship, your prayer, all All of that together is a powerful, powerful uh, tool of communication. And so here's what I think. We can bridge this gap from people that just don't want to return, and we can maybe give them an opportunity to be the church, not just to go to church. And I've mentioned this before, but I firmly believe in having house churches. And house churches, what are those? Well, a house, we have one currently going right now. Um, they're not watching on this stream because they watch on their own, their own film. We film the gathering for them with the end of the gathering message so that they can then talk. But what happens is you gather, you and your wife or your kids, maybe it's just you guys. But, but it, could be, it could be a couple of neighbors or a couple of family members that you would like to invite into your house and you have church. You watch a pre-filmed message that we give to you And then I say at the end, instead of giving an altar call, we refer to your talk it over worksheet and you have a conversation looking forward to you talking about the three questions we have for you today and you talk about it. Then you eat a meal together. And we have people that are in house church that are currently, they feel a part of the New Life Church family. They're, they're contributing, they're praying, meeting with us. Our, our, every night we have prayer on Facebook, every night at 8 p.m., seven days a week, they're praying with us. We've also got some people that don't go to church that are praying with us every night on Facebook. We've got some people that don't go to church that are watching because maybe they're friends or relationships that you, you or I have or some of our leadership team members have. We want to develop this and say, hey, listen, where two or three are gathered together, there I am right there in their midst. And if any two should agree as touching any one thing, it shall be done. And so we want to combine together and say, hey, listen, why don't we resource you? Why don't we help you have church in your home in a very powerful, relevant, real, authentic way? I think that we can do this. I think church should be redefined. I think a network of churches can do church maybe at a more accelerated pace than an individual church. And what do you mean, Troy? I mean, have you, can you think outside the box? And some of you might think that I've said this before, and I'm going to keep on saying it. I have a meeting on Tuesday with a guy that really feels directed because of some of the things that we've been talking about. He wants to get, get educated, get in our training center. This is a career guy. He wants to get educated. He wants to move in this area. Why? Because I don't just want to be a prison chaplain. I've been one. I don't just want to be in the nursing homes doing nursing home ministry. I've done that. I believe in both of those ministries. 
But I think there's something deeper that we can do. What if we had, I used to work in a nursing home in the high school, in high school. Like I, I had already had enough credits to graduate my senior year, so they said, do you want to do the work program program? Yes, of course I do. I get paid and while it's school time hours. They're like, well, here you can go get a job at one of these two or three places. I went, interviewed, got a job at a nursing home. Didn't know what I was going to be doing. But from noon to three, five days a week, I showed up to the nursing home. My job was to wear white pants, yeah, white pants, and a bright shirt, purple or pink or whatever, they want me to wear a bright shirt. My job was to push around a cart and to go to all the residents and refill their water containers that were on their table's bedside. No problem. If you don't know this, I am a very driven, goal-oriented guy. The first couple of days, I get the cart, fill it up, get all my water, fill up all those things. In 19 minutes, I get all of the water jugs filled in all the residence rooms, and I'm like, shazam, employee of the month, to which the director of nursing took me aside and said, what are you doing, Troy? I'm, I'm like, well, I filled the water containers in record time. We didn't hire you to fill the water containers. That's the reason you're going in the room. You're supposed to brighten the day of the residents. We want you to talk to them. Just have conversations with them and fill their water while they're in there. And that's a reason to go in their room. I'm like, I wasn't even a Christian at that time. And I'm like, brilliant, right? You just want to help people. And I love talking to people. And so that's what I did. One of the saddest things, though, was when I would go to work and I'd come around the corner, I'd, hey, Joe. Well, Joe's not there. His bed has been stripped. It's down to the mattress. Did somebody move Joe? I'm just curious. Troy, I'm sorry, but Joe, Joe died last night. Ah, crushing. What if we had, what if we took a nursing home and we said we're not just going to have a ministry there, but we're going to have a church there, a church that ministers not only to the residents who need it, but to the families of the residents who are going through hell. Walk with them. Ministers to, the, to the, the employees, the doctors, the nurses, the medical staff, the CNAs. What if we took time? They're not all going to come to a church gathering, but we've got a presence there that says, we're here for you, and we know that this is difficult, that you're doing something heroic. What if with dignity and grace we walk the walk with, with what if, what if? No, I'm a church planner. It's in my blood. You, you, a solo church planter cannot go and do that because there's no resources to be able to resource to fund the ministry. But as a network of churches, we don't, we don't say it's equal. You can't make it. We're going to help you make it because we believe that we're supposed to be there to serve the people that you're serving. Amen. What if we rethought prison ministries, jail ministries? I was a prison chaplain, lived in Susanville for many years and pastored up there. Instead of being a flash in the pan and going in and preaching a powerful message and then leaving and three months later on the rotation coming back or doing a program, what if we had a pastor that pastored the three groups of people that are there? Yes, there's inmates there, but there are inmates' families that are there that need ministry, that are embarrassed or ashamed or frustrated or aggravated, disappointed, discouraged. What if we, what if we also ministered to the ones that are in green instead of just the ones in blue? In other words, what if we ministered to the people that work there, the correctional officers and staff members that are in prison for their career? They're there too. They live in prison. It changes you. And I know that because 80% of our people that we had at our previous church worked in the prisons and it changes people. What if we, what if, what if, what if we had a church there? We can, I declare by faith, and I'm not saying this will happen vision-wise, but I am believing by faith 
that within a short period of time, we will have a deaf ministry, a deaf church that will minister to people through the New Life Church Network in sign language for every gathering, every worship song, every uh, announcement, every message. And I don't know if you know this, but in the valley, there is a really decent sized number of people that are hearing impaired. What if we had a church for that group of folks? And we have people in our church family already that are fluent in sign language. Here's one of our values. We will do anything short of sin to reach people who do not know Jesus Christ. But to reach people no one is reaching, we're gonna have to do things that nobody else is doing. We have to rethink this thing. And you know what happened? This COVID season, I know you're tired of hearing the word COVID, me too. I wanna get back to normal, but I know normal will never happen. This has kicked us in the booty and moved us forward and made us think about things through a whole different lens in a different paradigm. We have to do church differently. And that means, guys, we need, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. This year, this year, we were able to send 70-plus kids and teens to kids' camp, uh, winter camp, uh, summer camp, teen camp, uh, con- youth convention, which many of them just got back from, some of which were scholarship funds that were there. I'm so grateful for what you were able to do through our miracle offering. Somebody say amen. Come on now, guys. You're the church. You should celebrate that. I don't know if you know this, but tr- uh, Pastor Trinity talked about it. Um, Uh, Northern California Ministry Training Center is the school that we have here, uh, which offers apprenticeship, which means uh, internship, and we offer the academic training, collaborating with two different universities. We've been doing this for several years. This year, we will graduate our first class of level four, fourth year students, final year students will graduate in January. That's a big deal. What an exciting time this is. I'm also anticipating that we will have one of the largest incoming, incoming uh, 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 crowds of new students that will be enrolling starting for February. It's going to be a great time. Every student from the New Life Church family that enrolls in the Ministry Training Center gets a scholarship. They start off getting a scholarship. Basically, their enrollment fee is paid by New Life Church. Where does that money just come from? We don't we don't put a $100 bill on the copy machine and hope it works. We, we have to have the funds from somewhere. It comes from the miracle offering. You guys are sowing missions, missions, missions. Man, to, uh, this week on Thursday, I get to give one of our missionaries as I take him to breakfast uh, a check. And I get to give him a check from the miracle offering. By faith, I'm declaring this. I get to give him a check for their, the pledge that we made to them for the year in full. We don't like to do monthly. We'd rather give them their check in full for the entire year because we don't know what's around the corner, what, what might keep us from being able to pay them later on. So out of Miracle Offering, we fund our missionaries. We were able to give uh, several thousand dollars to New Dawn Orphanage, the orphanage that we helped to start down in Baja or Ensenada, Mexico. Um, we, we, earlier this month, we told you we bought 31, 32 new pairs of shoes for the girls that live there. Guys, all of this is a part of what you do. We also fund church plants all across the nation through an organization called Church Multiplication Network. We support them financially. How do we do that? Through the miracle offering. We believe in planting churches. Grandma's groceries funded through miracle offering. What is Grandma's groceries? It's our food pantry, our health and beauty aids that we give to dozens of people this past year. Whoever needs it, no questions asked. We'll let you have it. It's 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 but we it's it's resource. It's a miracle. 
a counseling center directed by my, my lovely wife. Um, most of our clients, people are, uh, that come to be served by, through our counseling ministry, professional counseling sessions that we offer here for individuals, for couples, for families, most people can't even afford what we, uh, the discounted rate, which is we believe about one third of the going rate for, the, for that type of service that it, within the valley. But if they can't afford it, we don't ask them a bunch of questions. We don't have them give us their last three months bank statements and decide if they can, f- we don't do that. We say, God, we're gonna provide a miracle because you're providing a miracle. We're just a conduit of your grace. And through that ministry, I'm telling you what, no hyperbole, no, no exaggeration here. Marriages have been restored. Suicide has been prevented. Parents have been resourced. Depression has been lifted. Tools have been administered. And God gets all the glory. It's all subsidized by the miracle offering. I'm telling you what, there are so many things that are happening within your church. Stood by, many of you know, um, uh, Jerry, Jerry and Sally German, stalwarts of our church, originally part of this campus, now part of the River Islands campus. Um, they were uh, day one uh, at our church when we planted the church. Didn't ask them to be involved, didn't even know their name, never met them for anything. I showed up at the church that I'm planting um, early in the morning at an at a, at a elementary school and we put everything together and I ran home because I'm sweating like a pig and I went home to change my shirt and to come back for the first gathering that we were gonna have and I'm greeted by greeters at the front door of the church that I'm planting and I don't even know the names of these greeters. I never met you before in my life. So there's this senior saint couple that were there and they just began greeting. They saw a needing, began greeting and they I got the sweetest greeting at the church. <laughs> it was great. Jerry is now, hospice has been called in and he's laying on a hospital bed in his living room and he'll go home to see Jesus. And we love Jerry. And Jerry, we're praying for you. And there's nothing better than in, in the blink of an eye, closing our eyes and a nanosecond later saying goodbye to this life and hello to Jesus Christ. And hearing those words, well done, good and faithful servant. One of the things that I like to do is I I like to ask people, hey, what would you tell as a 75-year-old man or 80-year-old man, what would you tell the 30-year-old self if you could speak to that 30-year-old guy? Never, not one time, never has anybody ever said to me, I'd tell him, make a whole lot more money. I'd tell him, get a bigger boat. I tell them, uh, upgrade your house. Never. It's always relationship stuff. It always comes back to, I woulda, coulda, shoulda. Uh, you know, grow up a little earlier. Um, pay attention to your wife. Play with your kids. It's always those things. I, I, I say this because I want you to understand, um, we are not gonna stop. Somebody asked me, uh, when are you going to slow down? You know, you, you guys really surprised me this year. Uh, the church family did with a 50th birthday party, which was overwhelming. Uh, I'm so grateful for that. But somebody asked me, more than one person has asked me, so, so you're going to slow down a little bit now that you're 50? I'm like, bite your tongue, first of all, number one. But number two, we will not slow down. I will not slow down. I am not going to back off of what God has told me to do. I am not going to cruise. I'm not going to coast. We are, we are until one thing happens, until I am kneeling before the king and he cups my face and he looks in my eyes and says, Troy, well done, good and faithful servant. 
And until that point, we're not gonna slow down. And so here's the deal. As a leader, as the leader of this church, Jesus is the leader, but as the under-shepherd of this church, I'm gonna move forward. But as I move forward, I don't wanna look back and see that there's nobody with me. I want you to go with me on the mission as we go on the mission with, with Jesus. Why? Because too many people in our region are without hope. Why? Because too many people are repeating the same hopeless patterns. Why? Because they're stuck. And we have, we have the power to get them unstuck. Too many kids and too many teenagers see no way out. As I had a conversation with one of our city government leaders even this week, talking about their own children. They see no way out. Are you kidding me? We've got the answer. We need to share that answer. Too many seniors are facing end-of-life situations and they don't have a church family and they don't have a pastor to walk that walk with them in dignity at the end. Too many families are breaking apart at the seams. Why? Because they don't know how to fix it. They don't even know what it is. Too many good people are being bound by the demonic realm through addiction. We can see them delivered. Somebody say amen. Too many single parents feel like they're all alone right here in this valley. Too many people lack purpose. And New Life Church has been called for such a time as this to be the church and to reach people that possess, possess the most deadly pandemic disease that was ever known and ever will be known to mankind, and that's called sin. Jesus is the answer. Somebody say amen. And so I want to say thank you to a few people may or may not be in this church, but they're in the church family. I would like to say thank you to the young family who because of COVID restrictions this year were not able to go on the vacation that they had hoped to go on. But as a family, they came together and said, we wanna give our vacation fund to the miracle offering because that's something even bigger than what a vacation would be. And to that family, I say, thank you for your sacrifice. To the teenager, to the teenage girl who said she'd been saving all year long. She's got a job, right? She's been saving all year. First of all, I applaud the parents. Bravo. But second of all, thank you for your sacrifice. Pastor Trinity was telling us about the, the, the child who had said that he'd been saving his money all year long to be able to give it to miracle offering because he sees that a miracle is going to take place. Thank you for your sacrifice and good job, mom and dad to the senior saint who's living on a fixed income, who strategically set aside a generous and sacrificial gift to help provide a miracle for other people. Thank you for your sacrifice. We are blessed to be a blessing. Somebody say amen. And, and it's not about how much I can hoard or how much that I can keep. It's about the difference that I can make with what God has entrusted to me. And some of you, some of you this year are going to give out of your abundance. You've had a good year. Hallelujah. Thank God for those good years. Somebody say amen, right? God has blessed you and you know it. Somebody told me they're able to give more this year than they had been able to give in the previous three years combined. Thank you, Lord. Some of you, though, are going to give out of a sense of freedom. You know what it was like to be ruled by something, to be ruled maybe by debt, credit cards, or keeping up with the Joneses. But God has helped you, maybe through one of the ministries at New Life, to gain financial peace. 
Maybe you were ruled by addiction before. Everett's standing in the back back there. You can't see him online, but Everett is our director of our, our um, oh, it just escaped me, broken, to, what is it? Bright Side of Broken Ministry. Bright Side of Broken Ministry is our recovery ministry that we have, and we're so proud of Everett and serving people. But yes, some of you have been bound by addiction in your life, and God has broken those chains in your life, and now you want to help others find a sense of freedom. We want to be able to resource this ministry. Whatever we can do to help people have the cycle broken. Some of you, you're, you're giving... You're giving because you, you trust that God is going to come through, but he hasn't come through yet. You haven't seen the answer yet. Maybe you're waiting on your miracle, but you've mustered enough, up enough spiritual strength to provide a miracle for other people while you are persevering in your faith, knowing that God will come through for you. James 1 verse number 12 tells us, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. You're blessed when you persevere under trial. You, you are, you're blessed to be a blessing. And to me, it's super exciting. And our goal today is a miraculous goal. We are believing for $100,000 that God is going to generate through the New Life family of churches. We're believing for that. And some, of, some people have looked at me and said, Why are, you, are you nuts? Are you kidding? First of all, what does this represent? This represents at least at least three months maybe four months of total income for everything that we do in the church and and you're wanting that in one offering are you crazy well let me answer the question first of all that's more relevant why because we want to finish 2021 well and we want to start 2022 in great shape and the money that you give is used to serve people in a variety of ways we're not talking about paying the light bill that's what your ties and ties are for we're talking about an offering that we're taking the miracle offering that's specifically designed to help reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ now i want to say two things before we take the offering Number one, don't do the math, just do your part. You do the math, and $100,000 is a lot of money. I, I'll, never, I'll never be able to help with that. Well, if you do the math, I do the math. If you do the math, that's 83 people budgeting $100 a month, strategically thinking in advance that I can give $100 a month, coming with a $1,200 check, and that's $100,000. But we're not doing the math. We're not doing the math. Just do your part. It's a miracle when God, God comes through. Secondly, I'd say this, not equal amounts, but equal sacrifice. If you can give it and you won't even feel it, it's not a sacrifice. If you can give it and it doesn't really affect anything that you're doing, doesn't affect your standard of living for a short season, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a sacrifice. Some people believe the lie that Satan pronounces over your life that your gift won't matter. That's not true at all. Your gift matters. Maybe you got an unexpected gift this year. Maybe you choose to sacrifice. We won't do this so we can give that. Maybe, maybe some of you, like my wife and I, you planned for this. You saved for this. You set it aside. Others of you, you're just going to choose to step in today and say, okay, God, I want to be a part of that miracle. And just remember, it's, it's not equal amounts. It's equal sacrifice. We are not going to slow down or quit 
until God tells us to. And I realize you can't, you can't do everything, but you can do your part. Your part. Why? Because Romans 10, 13 says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We may not know their names, but we are going to reach the next whoever. I am giving my life to this. This is not a, a hobby, a career, or a job. And I am asking you to make a sacrifice to go on the mission with me. Romans 10 goes on to say, how then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach without, unless they are sent? And as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. We are bringing good news. We want to propel the kingdom of God faster and further so that all will know. That's why. That's why we've got campuses all over. We're already projecting our 2023 campus. I'm already looking for groups-based churches. We're empowering spiritual leaders, pastors, young people. We're believing that God is going to do to do a miracle. And I want you to think bigger than the $100,000 goal. Not that we've raised it already, but I know that the Lord spoke to us that the resources are here. That's not the issue. God's people just need to release it to him. By the way, can I just say, um, we're gonna look back on this in 10 years should the Lord tarry, and we're gonna be like, man, we really sweated that out, didn't we? We really thought that, the, the, the size of the church family that we had, we really sweated, we thought that's $100,000, that was a lot of money when we're taking a $1.5 million miracle offering Sunday. That's what we're gonna be looking back on. And all of it is gonna be for his glory because we are going to make a difference. And it's not about the money. It's, it's not. I know that it's hard for you to believe that when you don't know the person that's saying that. But you know me. It is not about that. It's about collaborating together and making a difference. As I stood at that city council meeting that I heard Pastor Trinity as I was in my office preparing, as I stood at that city council meeting fighting the good fight, I, I could think of nothing more precious than our church family. And I'll fight as hard and as loud as I have to and I want you to feel fought for. But the fight isn't just with the city council that wasn't courageous enough to stand up. And they're friends of mine, and I've told them so. Um, the fight is much bigger than that. It's a fight on the very faith fabric that we have. And this is not going to stop. And I do not want you to get angry. I want you to get righteously indignant with love for the people that are deceived. We can make a difference if we bind together. Paul said, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. Some plant, that might be you. Some water, that might be you. But God is the one who makes it grow, and God is the one that's bringing the increase. And may another, whoever, call upon his name, and may the gates of hell not prevail against California's Central Valley. So here's how we're going to do this. You've been given a miracle offering envelope um, in, your, in your hand. Uh, if you haven't, they're going to bring those around. And in just a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to pray and we're going to ask you to be a part of the miracle. If you're a guest, do not feel in any way obligated. But we want you to be a part of the miracle. If you're watching online, 
you can go to newlifeca.church slash give. And you can give in the miracle offering right now. Be a part of the miracle. And when you do that, we will get an email right away letting us know that you're contributing, that you're a part of this. But we want to know because what's going to happen is we're going to receive the offering. We're going to worship a little bit. We're going to tally it. And before you leave today, we're going to give you an update after three of our campuses with two more to go of where we're at so far. The miracle offering can be, can be given by check or cash or card at the kiosk. There's various ways you can give. But any way you do it, we want you to fill out the envelope. Because when you fill out the envelope, you can check where you gave. It doesn't have to be in the envelope. You can give it at the kiosk, but mark it on the envelope. Because this is what we're going to count. And we would like to celebrate with you where we're at thus far. And if history is correct, we might not achieve the goal today, but it usually takes people a day or two after miracle offering. So we extend this until next Sunday. But after that, after that, the miracle offering time is over. And so I'm asking you to make a sacrificial gift that will help us propel the kingdom of God further and faster than we ever thought possible. Let me pray for you. Mighty God. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us so that we can be a blessing. We thank you, Lord God, that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. We thank you, Lord God, that it's not that our, our uh, dream is, is too big. It's that really our vision is, is too small compared to your vision that you have for us. Lord, we're part of your family. We want to be a part of your family, and we want to see your family grow. We don't want to be selfish. We want to be selfless. We ask God that you would use us as a tool in the tool belt of the king. Help us, Lord God, to be a conduit of your grace. Just flow what you've given to us through us. May we not be uh, hoard what you've given, but God, would we be generous with what you've given to us? I'm asking you today, God, for a miracle. A miracle that would speak to the hearts of everyone in the New Life family. A miracle that would speak to the hearts of our staff who tirelessly serve. A miracle that would speak to my heart that would affirm and remind us that we are in the center of the will of Almighty God. For this we give you the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This is the only time of the year that when we receive an offering, we don't pass the bag. I'm going to actually ask you to meet me here. Bring your gift. I would love, I, I, When you hand it to me, hand it to me upside down because I don't want to see. I just... I just would like to shake your hand and tell you thank you for your gift today. Let's worship for just a moment.
shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you you would have your way in us in Jesus name and the church said amen amen why don't you have a seat for just a second 
they're getting us the final count. Pastor Troy's gonna address us one more time uh, today, but I have some announcements that I'd like to give you this morning as we move forward um, in our gathering. Uh, a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank you for your miracle offering. Uh, people always ask, should I have put my tithe in there as well? Yes and no. If you did, don't panic. They'll count it towards your tithe if you if you marked it as a tithe. But if you still have your regular tithe, that 10% that we bring forward, you can give that any of the, the normal ways that we offer here. So you can take it to the Connect Corner. There is a safe and secure uh, place you can put cash or check in there. There's also a secure kiosk, credit or debit card. You can give online, newlifeca.church slash give. And of course, as a reminder, if you're online and wanna join in the miracle offering, you can do that there as well and there's a phone number you can give to i want to thank you for continuing to be faithful i'm grateful for this miracle offering and i'm grateful to be part of a church that's faithful all year long so thank you and i want to remind you that we're a church that connects so that connect card that's in the seat pocket in front of you or behind you that is purple but it's gold to me those are my favorite cards so whether you've been coming for a long 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 time or whether you're joining us for the first time today would you fill out that card and then you can either take Take it to the Connect Corner, which is the uh, the booth we have in the back of the auditorium, or you can bring it to me personally. Here's what I do. I use those, we use those to connect with you. So we do ask for your information. We'd love to connect with you throughout the week because I don't like being in a relationship where we only talk to each other once a week. Um, but also, uh, I pray over those cards. My team prays over those cards. Pastor Kyler and I get together to do that. And so whether you put a prayer request on there or not, we're gonna pray over that card and over you this week. And so I'd love if you'd fill that out. There's also a digital option if you wanna go to newlifeca.church slash connect for that. Um, and as a reminder, we're a church that prays. So in the spirit of remaining connected every day, we every night at 8 p.m. gather together on Facebook, New Life Church CA. One of our team members every night does a brief prayer together and we pray over all the needs in our church and we pray over all of our churches and over local churches and just wherever the spirit leads. But just the practice of praying together has been such an important thing for our church family. And so please make sure that you're a part of that, that you're joining in it's just a few minutes, you just log in on Facebook and, and agree together, and that's great. Uh, the holiday season is upon us. I wanna let you know about our one of our men's events that's coming up that my brother-in-law hosts every year because he's a nut job, um, is our New Life Band of Brothers Turkey Bowl. It's a game of, I believe, full tackle football. Um, that was a game of touch football that happens in Valverde Park every Thanksgiving day. So Thursday, November 25th at 8.45 a.m. Basically, I believe my brother-in-law devised this to get himself and his children out of the house while my sister tries to prepare for Thanksgiving. Um, so just bring your sons, bring your brothers, bring your friends, and guys, just show up to Valverde Park in Lathrop and um, at 8.45, and you don't have to be like NFL ready. You're just going to have a lot of fun um, having a touch football game before Thanksgiving Day gets rolling. And then, believe it or not, Christmas is right around the corner. And so in just a second, we're going to put a, a paper in your hands that says Christmas at New Life. And I appreciate those of you that are passing those around. These are all the events that are happening network-wide uh, for Christmas this year. And there's 
quite a lot of them. So what we wanted to do was give you a worksheet that you could kind of hang up on your fridge, tuck into your planner, and figure out where you're going to be and when. Um, so you you kind of know. And you're invited to all of these. We hope that you'll take part in all of these events. Um, but we also wanted to put something in your hands to invite your friends and family to. And we'll give you more details about those things as they go on. But it lets you know where they are and when they are. Um, because, of course, we have multiple campuses. Um, and so there's all types of things going on. But the one, the first one I wanted to point out to you is we have a vendor event happening. Uh, some of the ladies in our church have put together. That means they've gotten um, 30 unique vendors that sell all types of homemade goods and, and, and products and different types of things that are going to be right here in this campus uh, next Saturday um, for a few hours that are just going to be selling their goods. And we want to invite you to that free event. There's free hot beverages, hot cocoa and coffee. And uh, there's going to be pictures, $5 pictures with Santa. But primarily, we're hoping that this will attract people here that we can love and serve. Uh, so we hope that you'll invite some friends, stop by and love on the community during that event. Um, and then you can check out all the other Christmas events that are going on as well. I want to thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing the total and hearing Pastor Troy's closing thoughts. Would you welcome him to the stage, please? So um, while they're finishing but putting that on the screen, I, I, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to take 90 seconds, but you were supposed to read chapter 14 as we're going through the story this week. Chapter 14 is, a, is probably the place where most people stop reading the Bible. Um, the reason they do, in my opinion, is because it gets very, very confusing. And so what's happened in the Bible up to this point, um, we, last week we talked about Solomon. Solomon was David's son, and he became the king of Israel. And he did evil in the eyes of the Lord, even though he built the temple, he didn't finish well. The reason he didn't finish well, as we talked about before, was because, well, he married um, women that were um, not God-fearing women. A thousand of the 700 wives and 300 concubines, that's a busy guy. And, and, and he, he married, the, and he allowed them to influence him. So you young people, that's how it works. You aren't going to be a missionary dater and convince somebody to come to Christ, what likely will happen is what happens even in the Bible, is they'll draw you away from God. And so that's what happened. God became very angry at Solomon. And so God said to Solomon, I'm going to take your kingdom away from you. Uh, you are not going to, uh, no longer is Israel going to be, um, is gonna, I'm taking the Israel away. Well, except Solomon, it's not going to be in your lifetime because I'm going to honor your father, David. And so Solomon dies, his son becomes king, and God divides the kingdom into two. There's the northern and the southern part of Israel now. That's what happened. God did this. God left in the southern part Judah. One um, tribe was left of the 12. One was left in the southern part of, of Israel. And God said, I'm leaving that as a remnant. In other words, they might not serve me now, and they didn't. They did evil in the eyes of the Lord also. But I'm leaving them uh, because I believe God knows they're going to come back, eventually come back to him. And so all throughout chapter 14, which is really a lot of first kings that we read, what you discovered this week was several kings came and several kings lived and several kings died and then their son took over and there was all kinds of evil that took place in both the northern and the southern. Lots of wars and conflict between them. What I want you to get though is there was uh, two kings that were, were um, uh, did evil in the eyes of the Lord, northern and southern. And then in the southern kingdom, eventually there was a king that became uh, God-fearing. And, and his name was King Asa. 
he, he served the Lord for 41 years. He was the king of, of Israel. And he got rid of all of the, the pagan gods in the land. He's one of those um, God-fearing leaders that you would want to have in your life influencing you. But what blows me away is after 41 years of him teaching the people and showing the people that this stuff was not good for you and them experiencing God firsthand, his son Ahab becomes the king. And when his son Ahab becomes the king, (laughs) he does more evil in the eyes of God than all of the other ones together. How does that happen? In fact, he married a, the wicked witch of the West, right? Her name was Jezebel, right? And, and she was, um, together, they introduced something that was an abomination to God. Baal worship, for the first time, was introduced in, in the land. This was an evil thing. And we're going to read more about that next week. But I guess I want you to understand kind of the theme of this. It's like, like bipolar serving God, like it's up or it's down. And then it goes way down, then it goes up a little bit. Don't live your life like that. We don't live in the Old Testament times. We thank God for the Old Testament. Jesus came to fulfill it, but we don't live there. We have Jesus in this New Testament time that we live in, this church age that we live in. We need to stick close to Jesus. We need him. He's the author and perfecter or finisher of of our faith. Don't let your guard down. Stay close to Jesus. Let me say it again. Don't let your guard down. Stay close to Jesus. Don't let your guard down. Stay close to Jesus. Don't let your guard down. Stay close to Jesus. Because when you do, you become one of those bipolar Christians that nobody's going to trust you. Nobody's going to want what you got because you're just lukewarm. So that's what I get out of this chapter, and I know you're going to get a lot more out of it as you talk about it tomorrow night in your group that meets here at 6, at 6 p.m. All right. Do we have the information, Pastor Brian, all ready to go? All right. So what I want to share with you, first of all, is um, I hope we have the total um, up to this point. Do we have that, Pastor Brian, before this offering today? Okay, I'm going to give them verbally before you give that what had been raised so far um, that we had received from our um, our ch- first couple of churches. Uh, we had received uh, um, from pre-miracle offering gifts that people gave to us network wide and our Modesto campus. We started last night with twenty nine thousand eight hundred dollars. Amen. Our River Islands campus, just a few minutes ago, uh, earlier this morning, gave uh, $25,260, which totaled $55,060. The the total for this campus that was given thus far is $22,637.45, which brings, and and, and, uh, does that include the Spanish campus as well, sir? Yes, it does, and when, which was their first miracle offering was $1,050 of that was our Spanish campus. That's well, a beautiful thing, which brings our network total so far to $78,707.45. That is amazing, guys. That's amazing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
And we still have several days to go. And I know that the Lord will, sometimes he speaks to people and they're like, I want to leave that up there if you would, please. And they're like, I want to be a part of seeing the miracle get to the point that we want it to get to. If it didn't get any further, I would say, thank you, Lord. You knew exactly what we needed. But I do believe that he gave us an amount for a reason. So if the Lord speaks to you and you're like, I want to at least get it above 80 or whatever it is, you want to be a part of that, you can still do that this week and until next Sunday. I'm not going to give a miracle offering message next Sunday. Don't worry. We're just going to give people an opportunity not to do this giving, but to remind them if you haven't given it, this is the last chance to turn it in. And we're going to continue on our series next week with the story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for believing in the mission. Thank you for believing in what God wants to see accomplished through the New Life Church family. I am so thankful to be a part of your life, a part of the leadership. And I know there's folks online that maybe you haven't given yet and we want to be a part of that, we want you to, but I'm thankful to come into your home or onto your phone or onto your uh, tablet, wherever you're at, and to be able to talk to you about the good news of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. May he give you rest, and may he give you peace. God bless you, New Life Church. We love you. You are dismissed. Amen, amen, amen.